go, shawty. It's your birthday, y'all. The Passive Income Nurse is celebrating its one year anniversary. Yep, you heard that right. The month of April is the anniversary and the birthday of this podcast. So whether you have been hanging out with me for a while since the beginning or you are new to the show, I just want to take a second and just say thank you so much for taking the time to invest in yourself, to showing up, to listening to the shows. I am so grateful for that. So what am I doing to celebrate? I was trying to like brainstorm on this and what I came up with is giving away some coaching. So I'm going to be giving away a 15 minute coaching session. What does this look like for you and what is in it for you? I am going to help you identify and uncover your unique skills. And I'm going to help you figure out how you can step into your calling beyond just the bedside. So you are uniquely you and no one else on this earth is like you. So I'm gonna walk you through my DCW framework to help you uncover what your unique skills are and get clear on your calling beyond the bedside. And we're gonna do this in 15 minutes, okay? Y'all know I have a God-centered approach to passive income, so I'm gonna walk you through the importance of partnering with God through all of this because that is literally the foundation. So what I need you to do is scroll down past all the episodes. This is going to enter you to win. I'm going to pick one winner. I need you to leave a review in the name section you are going to, or in the title section, you're going to leave your name. And then in the review section, you are going to leave your email address. And so why is this important? I need you to leave a review. I need to know your name and I need to know your email address so I can reach out to the winner. After the four weeks of collecting all the reviews and putting your name into a hat, I am going to choose someone for the free coaching. So I'm so excited to be able to do this fun contest within the community and I cannot wait to connect with you and help you figure out what is the next step for you to create a passive income business that can use your unique skills. Let's do it. Let's celebrate. I'm so excited. I'm so here for this. Let's go. I have Wendy Margolin on and I'm excited for her to share her online business with you guys. Wendy is a runner. She is an amateur guitar player and a mom of four. Her business is called Sparks of Marketing and back a decade ago, her passion for healthy living sparked her into this journey down this online business that she has today, where she helps healthcare providers grow their practices with websites, emails, and social media. She offers business tools. She does coaching courses, memberships, and offers one-on-one services for healthcare providers. And her mission is to really help Clinicians reach more people and grow their practice with content marketing, which I know as a healthcare provider, we are not all versed in. So I love that her services provide that. She works, uh, she has worked in marketing and communications for almost 20 years and is experienced with the rapid pace of things in the online space. And her goal is to really give practice leaders the tools, the knowledge, and the confidence to be authentic and engaging online. So Wendy, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to have you on and talk more about what your business offers and kind of how you got into this online space. So if you could just introduce yourself and just share your journey with us. 
Yeah. Hi, Brianne. So thank you so much for having me here and hello to your listeners. I'm excited to talk to you. Pretty much gave over a little my life story there. (laughs) (laughs) So I've always been passionate about storytelling and writing. And so that is kind of the thread that ties through everything that I've done. I started in journalism and then I moved into the marketing space uh, around 15 years ago. And I focused on clinician and healthcare marketing specifically for about 11 years. So I time everything by how old my kids were when I did whatever thing. <laughs> exactly. It makes the math easier. So <laughs> yeah. So I've been doing healthcare marketing for 11 years and that really started because I was Uh, working in marketing and the writing part, content part. And I just, like you said, I saw the, the start of the misinformation and like disinformation there actually, I feel like there wasn't a lot of disinformation back then, but the misinformation of, of just people looking for answers parents looking for answers. I was a young mom. I had a healthy living and food blog and people would come to me with just what I thought were sort of like wild ideas about just ideas about health. And it's hard to believe because now there's really like a foodie culture, thanks to lots of blogs and um, Instagram specifically. But then people were, didn't even really know what trans fat was like, that was kind of the start of conversation about it used to really be in everything. And then you started to see like bands on it. I know in my city in Chicago, they actually banned it at one point. So it started to become more of the conversation of people wanting to be healthier, but had no idea how mm-hmm. now, if you want to eat healthier, you know, there it's like, you don't even have to know how to cook. Like you, there's so many places <laughs> to just get healthier food, but that, but if you can believe it, like 11 years ago, that was new. So I had that food blog and I started to, people would come to me and ask me questions and like, just make assumptions about, about health and, and just, I don't know, people would open up to me about it. And so I went to my pediatrician and I was like, parents have questions and the, and you guys aren't giving answers. Like they they just really weren't, you didn't see physicians in the online world yet. They hadn't really gone onto social media. It was still very much like a social place where you hung out with friends, talked to friends, and it wasn't such a space for marketing. So I got started with them and I've been supporting clinicians ever since. And it's a different game now. I call it a game because it is, but it's really a different game now of now it's more about creating engaging content, content that people actually will read. So that's what I focus on helping people find your voice. How do I show up in this space? It's overly crowded. How do I stand out and, and how do I tell my story and how do I do this without making myself completely miserable and overwhelmed? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, as healthcare providers, it is another beast, right? Like you think, okay, I am already busy and consumed with my full-time job, which is taking care of patients and, you know, all the, all the charting and all the things that come with being a healthcare provider. And now if you have your business, oh my gosh, now I need to market my business. It's no longer like put your name on a billboard. Now it's 
put your face on social media because it's a free marketing tool. And so you really help to bridge that gap between helping that healthcare provider take their practice into the online space and to help ease that transition because it can be consuming. It can be overwhelming, especially if you don't have experience in that space. I can see where it would be there be like, I'm not even going to go into that space because it's too much. I don't even want to think about all the things that I need to do to, you know, being able to have someone like you who specializes in specifically providing these tools for just what they're looking for, their business and being able to help them, whether that's that one-on-one service that you offer or the coaching the courses or the membership, really being able to provide that information for them to help ease that transition from, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing to really being able to have that presence in the online space, which we all know that these days, like you said, like even 10 years ago, it wasn't even heard of that you would even take your practice online. That was foreign, right? And now it's just like, if you're not online, you're missing out because it is such a It's a free avenue to be able to show up, to be able to add another layer of your business in the the marketing space and really take advantage of that. So I'm excited to dive in with you and talk a little bit more about like the topic of like social media marketing for clinicians. Like what does that look like? What do you specifically offer them when it comes to being in like the social media marketing realm? Right. Okay. So that's a big question. I'll try and answer it in, in a few different ways. So I really look at it as there being like really two avenues. So there's, there's the hi, I'm open for a business version of like hanging out up your online shingle and I'm taking new clients or patients, right? So mm-hmm. open for business means like not just having an Instagram page or Facebook or LinkedIn, wherever your audience is. So it all kind of what I'm saying now applies to all of those spaces, but, or TikTok, <laughs> but you know, wherever your, your audience is hanging out, having a presence and being consistent is what I recommend to anyone who has a practice or a healthcare business, a side hustle, like whatever it is, I recommend that you have a consistent presence. Now, what does that look like? That doesn't have to be that you're doing like all the things on all the channels. So the reason I said there's kind of like two versions, there's the one version of like, you're, you want to work with clients or patients one-to-one. So that's like one level of having a presence. Now, if you want to do something like have a course, have workshops, like really build an audience. So that's really a different level of having to have a presence on social media. So the first, because most people fall into the first category of just wanting to start out with some patients or clients for either your practice or whatever, like side hustle you're building in addition to your day job or whatever that looks like. So to do that, you really don't need hundreds or thousands of followers, the social media channels will make you feel like that. No, one's like saying that to you specifically, but just seeing what other people have been, are doing on there. It makes you feel like you should be doing that. It makes you feel like it's really easy. If you just like do these reels or it on Instagram, or you do TikTok, And like, there are people who will get on there and 
and create reels or create TikTok, and maybe they just got started a few months ago or a few or just even a year ago, and they've built this incredible following. And seeing that is like so overwhelming to most people because I'm here to tell you that that's really not the norm. Is it possible? Absolutely. I've seen it and I can name people who have done it. But the norm is to have under a thousand followers. And that's really doable. And if you have under a thousand, even under 500, so say you're able to build up to like 300 followers, that's a really decent presence if they're the right people. So what I mean by that is like picture a room of 300 people who are interested in your services. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, right? Like most of us don't have the ability next month to serve 300 people. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. right. Well, that's, that's like big time scaling. You'd have to have a plan for that. You'd have to like be hiring. So 300 followers, like you get on there and the limitless potential makes you feel so small. But the truth is that as clinicians, and I'll include myself in this. I'm not a clinician, but I am a service provider who's, who works in this industry. Like we're not coffee shops. We're not selling clothing. We're not artists for the most part, unless that's like your side hustle you're building, but like, (laughs) we don't need hundreds or thousands of people to work with us for us, for our businesses to be successful. So I just want, I, I really like to keep saying that, like, I'll keep like yelling that from the mountaintops because yeah well I think that <laughs> that's the way the you feel when you're on there like the comparison game right like we get on there and we compare this person to you know our following to their following and it's like at the end of the day if they're not engaged followers then it it doesn't there's it doesn't really matter like the number is insignificant but when you put it in the, the perspective of if you have 300 people in a room and they're all listening to what you have to say like that's an audience, right? I mean, that's huge. And so, yeah, I think when it comes to the comparison game, it's important that you don't compare, especially in the online space ever. But I mean, really in the online space, it's easier to do because it's in your face all the time, right? Yeah, it's true. One thing I would add to what you were saying about engaged followers. So I think for clinicians, it's also a little different. Yeah. It depends on what you do. If you're in pediatrics or if you're a nurse who's doing like something with health, but it's not necessarily like weight loss, it's just like health. There's nothing, if if what you're offering has no element of like privacy, guilt, shame, like anything that people might feel, if it's just something you would be really openly public about, then in that case, people are probably likely to engage with your channel, but for so many clinicians, what you guys do does bring with it privacy. I mean, it's like second nature in healthcare. It's actually a legal issue in healthcare. So it's natural to be more private about our healthcare. And so when you guys are giving healthcare advice and creating healthcare content, people who need your services aren't necessarily engaging with your channel. It's more likely people who are your colleagues who are more likely to engage with your content and the people who actually work with you. If you're offering workshops or courses or just appointments or coaching, like the people that actually come to you are probably are watching you for a while, but maybe don't follow you. Maybe 
aren't like, or if they follow you, they're not liking your content. They're not commenting. Mm -hmm. So engagement, I think is really different for clinicians as well. Like you can feel like you need to have a lot of comments, but you might not. And that's okay too. Yeah. That's a great point to make because that's something that I would have not, you know, realized um, or thought of even in being in the healthcare space, but, but yeah, I can see where people would sit back and kind of visual or take all the information in from afar versus being that actual, like, quote unquote, engaged follower. So yeah, thank you for pointing that out. I do want to ask you now, I know, um, just diving into your business side of things. And I know you mentioned, you know, you have a background in journalism. And so I really want you to share with my listeners how you took that and how you started in the online space, because I think from a previous conversation, didn't you start out as like a freelancer, like a nurse, like, didn't you write like medical, like blogs and journals and stuff? Yeah. Good question. So I did, I started my business as a side hustle to my day job. I mentioned I'm a mom of four. So when my kids were younger, I managed to go from a full-time job to a part-time job where I was able to be home more. But as everyone listening knows, like there's no such thing as a part-time job. (laughs) So it was, it was sort of part-time. Fortunately for me, it was kind of like pre smartphones. So like I wasn't (laughs) as accessible to my boss as people are now, but, um, but I, I did work part-time in marketing. And then as my kids got a little bit older, they're in private school, every single year is more expensive. Now I have one in college. And so every year my kids are more money. <laughs> and so I just needed more income. So I started my, my, my work with healthcare marketing on the side. Um, my first client was my kid's pediatrician from that conversation that I mentioned. And I've done that ever since. So I write blogs, I write email, I do a lot of welcome series now, uh, and I write social media content. So that's like the client side of my business. And then I also have a course where I teach clinicians social media marketing, and I have a membership with fill in the blank captions and customizable Canva templates. So for clinicians, so I have these two sides of my business that I'm building at the same time, like every entrepreneur, we're like, you know, figuring things out. So I have these like two streams. One is course and membership where I could serve a lot of people with one thing. And the other side is client work. I really like them both. It's, you know, I know that if I just did one, I probably could focus more on building that one, but I don't know. I'm building them both yeah. at the same time. And for me, I've really never had the freedom to like, just try things and hope that they work without having this backup plan. So I just, because my kids are expensive, my life is expensive. So (laughs) it took me a long time to quit that day job. And it took me, it took me like nine years of freelancing. And for a lot of those nine years, the freelance was like, making more income than the day job, but I still was like afraid to quit. So yeah, I got to this point where like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like this regular paycheck. Also, this sounds so cheesy, but in my head, it was a big stumbling block. Like I never even bought a computer. 
Like I had, I had these laptops that my job kept buying me. I had all the latest software. I had consultants at my fingertips. Like anytime I wanted to learn something new, like any, if I wanted to take a course, learn like a new skill in marketing, like that was on my day job. So it was kind of nice. I think I used it as a crutch for a long time. Yeah. Um, my late father-in-law pushed me hard to leave. He's like, it's holding you back. And I, it was like the minute I left, I really, my business really took a different turn. I, I really focused more on marketing and less on just like taking whatever came my way. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that, that was how I did it. I was never able to just like take the plunge and quit and just start like you see a lot of people doing it now with the great resignation of people being like, I'm just going to start, but there's no such thing as like several months of savings when you have kids in private school. <laughs> so <Yeah>. it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, no, I love that yesterday. Yeah. I love that you shared that part of your story there. Cause I think so many of my listeners, they are looking to create a passive stream of income. And I think it's okay. You give them permission to like, you can still work your, your full-time job and still be able to do something on the side that you enjoy. And then if like you did, it took you nine years to finally say, okay, this is, I'm going to transition into being a full-time entrepreneur and really focus on building this business. And I think that even over those nine years, I'm sure you learned so many lessons and learned so much that kind of put you in this place when you were finally ready to take that leap to be able to set yourself up for success and be able to just have the experience, number one, in place for you to be credible to, to have your online business be sustainable. So I think that gives so many um, of my listeners just permission to, because a lot of times like you want to say it's like either this or that. It's like, you no, know, you can have both and you can do both and you can give your per- yourself permission to do both. But I think like just the direction in your niche that you went with being able to serve healthcare professionals, I think is genius because I think number one, you have a passion for health and wellness. And so being able to niche into really specifically helping that healthcare provider with your background in marketing just pairs so well for you to be able to um, help them in the online space and provide them just that roadmap on kind of how to do things when it can be so overwhelming and so time consuming, really. I think especially coming from not knowing anything about the online space is like you're a time saver. And I think time is money, right? So I mean, it's it's true. So love your niche and that you've niched into that and that you really have the multiple parts of your business because it doesn't allow you. I'm all about having multiple streams of income. Like I could talk about that all day, like in the importance of that. And I think even the pandemic has just shown us even more so like how important it is to just not have all of your eggs in one basket to be able to have multiple streams of I think that's, I think it's, it's great to, to be able to have this side of your business and that side of your business. And for my listeners that have a full-time job and maybe they want to go to working that part-time job and doing something on the side that kind of gives them a little bit more freedom, a little bit more flexibility. It just gives them permission to be able to do that. Yeah. I will say though about like choosing 
my niche. It's, uh-huh. it, it was definitely a process. And I know yeah. with your listeners, a lot of people, sometimes people have a really clear idea and they're like, I just want to go for this. Yeah. But sometimes it's more like, I just need something else, you know, like I need to do something on the side. I've seen a lot of clinicians like pivot and just need something to be passionate about or build an interest in a specific area you're passionate about just with the level of burnout and people needing changes. So I've definitely seen that. And it's not everybody who always has like this clear path, like this is the thing I'm meant to do. Mm -hmm. And I know that's something that you talk about a lot on your podcast, but I'm someone who, who like wants to have a really clear direction. I'm organized. I, I follow all the steps, but for some reason, I've just never had that total clarity. It's always been more of like a process where I just yeah. need to go try something. And then by trying it, I, it leads me to the next thing. Yeah. So- and I think that's uh, clarity comes with action. Like you've got to take action. And so as you continue to take that, those steps, then you get more clear. And so it's like an evolution. I don't know that like even a year ago that I could have told you that I would have had a podcast talking about passive income for nurses. Like it was totally an evolution as an entrepreneur, figuring out and going that direction and being able to just know that it's a process. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. I was in a business pod where I had, there was one woman in it who was also in marketing and like she does marketing for horse businesses. Oh, wow. And so equine, equine businesses. And I hope I said that right. So she has, she just had this whole perfect story, like the website with pictures of her as a kid on a horse and like this passion. And like, she's helping this like very specific niche. And and the more you niche down and you're specific about who you're helping and what you do, like the easier it is Mm -hmm. to grow. And then she had like this other layer of how one day she hopes to open like a horse ranch for, for like kids who've been abused. I don't know. It was so neat and perfect and tied up with a bow. And I just remember feeling like so jealous. Like I wanted that for myself, like this perfect business that also tied to my purpose in life. And, and I was, I pretty much drove everybody crazy trying to figure it out just because I (laughs) felt like, yeah, you know, when you're marketing, you can do marketing for anybody. It's really all the same. Like I can give you advice in construction. I can give you advice and it's, it's not also different, but why am I telling you this? Because the point is that you really have to just, just try things, sit with it, see how it feels and, you know, take a little bit of action. There was one point in that period where I was trying to figure out exactly what I was going to focus on because I had done healthcare the longest, but I also done these other industries, education, nonprofit, like other spaces, insurance, like so many mm-hmm. different areas. There was this one time where I was like, I'm going to do camps because I love camp. I went to camp for 10 years. I'm a big camp person. Like I'm going to do camps. And I even went into some camp groups and I did a free workshop for them. I like, I don't know, one day into it, I was like, I'm not doing camps. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like you just have to, yeah, you just have to try it. So so I just want to encourage you if you're listening to try a few things out. You'll land on something. If you have a passion for building 
a business on the side, doing something different, you know, finding a way to pursue your, a new passion, a new interest, learn something new, build some more income or, and maybe one day even enter a, a slightly different career. So just try something, go for it. Yeah. And, and then you take action you'll, you'll learn. and mm-hmm. learn as you go. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a, a learn, like you have to adopt that mindset. And I say this all the time, but like when you're like a full-time entrepreneur, it, it really is just learning as you go. And being a healthcare professional, being a nurse, we went to nursing school and that's what we learned how to do. And so we really feel like it's that mindset shift that you have to have to be able to say, okay, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to figure it out and just put one foot in front of the other and take action and know that it's an evolution that you will, you know, end up uh, doing and serving and being able to possibly have a thriving business just by taking action. It's not going to be this cute little equine life that you've had with a bow on it. Like it's gonna, it it can look different. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So I do want, I know you use um, LinkedIn a lot. And so I think I mentioned also in a previous conversation that we had about how I've really been trying to engage over there. And so I really want you to talk about using LinkedIn as a healthcare professional and why nurses need to like be on LinkedIn, maybe network a little bit more over there versus your standard Facebook or Instagram, like what are, can you speak to the benefits of LinkedIn and why nurses as professionals should maybe be over there versus or spending more time there than some of the other places? Yeah. Okay. Good question. So it depends on who you're trying to reach. If you're trying to reach other nurses, then I would say they're more going to be on Instagram and TikTok than on LinkedIn. If you're in a rural area, I would say still Facebook, even Um, the reason I say rural is that's just anecdotally what I've seen. Like I've had clients who have facilities in rural areas and cities like with the same, within the same state and the ones with the rural areas facilities will still perform really well on Facebook. But for the most part, not too many people are able to get much traction mm-hmm. on Facebook as a business, as a person, you still can, but page mm-hmm. so that's Facebook. But if you're trying to reach nurses, I would say, yeah, it's still over at Instagram and even TikTok. but LinkedIn, if you are trying to reach physicians or other professionals, then, or if you're also, if you're trying to reach, maybe you're like, I've seen, um, geriatric nurses reaching more people on LinkedIn. So maybe you're serving like an aging population. LinkedIn's not old. I'm just saying of the nursing population, I would say people are younger nurses are going to be more on Instagram and TikTok, but LinkedIn still has a lot of people, professionals and certainly physicians. If you're working with those folks and definitely anyone who's like forties and up, LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So what I like about LinkedIn, there's a few things. So even if your audience isn't on LinkedIn, I recommend updating your LinkedIn profile. So the reason for that is that your LinkedIn profile is going to be one of the top spaces that people find you. 
So if they Google your name, LinkedIn just has such a high SEO ranking that if you go to like a, go to a private window on your computer, so it can't see who you are, you know, go to like an incognito window. Mm-hmm. If you Google yourself, LinkedIn will be one of the top, if not the very top websites above Facebook, above Instagram and above your personal website, most likely above your blog. Like it's wow. Top that's one. interesting. Yeah. So it might be like, I have, I, I know someone who has a, a very big day job, like super important, but her day job, she doesn't really need to make LinkedIn connections. So she's really actually built up her whole LinkedIn as her side hustle. And that's because she wants when people Google her, that they're finding her mm-hmm. side hustle. Yeah. So that's a lot of people. So I would encourage you to update your LinkedIn with an updated photo and updated, like where you put the about. So, you know, say what you're doing now, don't delete your old stuff. Just if you're not doing that anymore, just leave the dates in there, but update your new stuff Mm -hmm. and have your about section be like, it should be friendly. It should be social. It's not stuffy. It's definitely a social place and, and make sure that's updated. Make sure you're the tagline, like when you look you up on, on LinkedIn, it'll have your photo and like a line about mm-hmm. what you do. So make sure that's relevant to whatever you want people to find. So I recommend everyone do that. Even if you're not going to use it, spend like an hour or two fixing that up. Mm-hmm. If you are going to use it. So what I like about LinkedIn is that it's kind of like Facebook in maybe like five years ago where you could post something and people actually saw it. Remember that? <laughs> you remember that? It's like, like people saw it. TV used to play music, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So you can post something on LinkedIn. People will see it. They will comment. <laughs> and it's like the good old days of yeah. when social media was still social. So that's what I love about LinkedIn. It's a really friendly place. You also, there's not like this high aesthetic bar that you have to reach the way you do on Instagram. A lot of my posts are just text only. So you could check me out there. I think I gave you the link. I I, totally scope me out and see what I'm doing. (laughs) We'll see like a lot of them are really just the text and those perform really well. And like, you can have LinkedIn posts that you put up days ago that people see today. I love LinkedIn. I'm a big fan. I highly recommend you spend some time over there. Yeah. And I love I will, that. I'll send you a link. Yeah. Brianne, I'll send you a link. Um, if you want to include in the show notes, I do have a LinkedIn workshop that's free that if anyone wants to. Oh yeah. That would be awesome. To learn a few things about the platform. I'm yeah. Cause to, you know, when I stepped into the, here. yeah, when I stepped into the online space about, I don't know, approximately four and a half, five years ago. And it was like, Instagram, get on Instagram, 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 Instagram. And, and then from there, it was like, do IGTVs. And then it's like, do reels. And then it's like over here, clubhouse. And I'm like, what? This is too much. And so when I updated my profile and just some, just a little bit of networking on there, just, I just scrolling around looking for healthcare providers, nurses, that kind of thing. I was like, wow. I'm like, why haven't I been on here for years now. Like it's a great place for professionals. That's what it's for. <laughs> so here I am over here on Instagram and looking and trying to do all the things aesthetically 
And um, so, yeah, I wasn't leveraging LinkedIn, but I love that you mentioned all of those things, especially with the Google. I mean, now come to think about it, like if I've ever Googled someone, it seems like, you know, the first thing that does pop up is their LinkedIn. So that's really interesting statistic to know that even if you are not using LinkedIn, that you should still have a profile that it's updated because we all Google people. Who's this person? (laughs) And we're looking. So you were saying that you have a LinkedIn, it's a, it's a webinar that you have. Yeah. I have a workshop that I will send a link to and it will just walk you around, show you, help you update your profile and give you um, even some ideas about what to post. Okay. So awesome. Yeah. And one thing you were saying about just discovering LinkedIn, it's like, unlike Instagram where you're competing with people who are looking to be entertained yeah. on LinkedIn, people are looking to talk about business. So yeah. you're not trying to craft, like, you know, you're not trying to craft your business into something that's entertaining. Like yeah. you can really just show up and tell them what it is that you do. And that's actually what people want to talk about on there. So yeah. I love that easier. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like that. Cause that's a great point to make too, is that social media, the everybody's on there to be entertained. So when you come to talk about your business, they're like, I don't care. Make me laugh or entertain me. Oh gosh. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for coming on today. If you will just tell my listeners, you have a podcast. If you will let us know where we can find you on Apple Podcasts and then also your website. And if you want to drop any socials, uh, just let my listeners know. And then I can link them up in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me on. You can find me everywhere you're hanging out, except I'm not really on TikTok. Don't bother looking for me there. <laughs> I'm too old. Me either. Kids will make fun of me too much. Um, but yeah, I have a podcast, Sparks of Marketing for Healthcare. I highly recommend listening to the episode with Brienne that is going to um, come out, I think, next week as oh. we're recording this. And my website is sparkermarketing.com. It's sparker with no E. So sparker marketing. And I am on Instagram at wendy.margolin and on LinkedIn, Wendy Margolin. And yeah, I'm on Facebook too. I'm all around. So wherever you're hanging out, I'm there. And I'd love to connect. Come say hi. Let me know that you came from Brianne so I can say thank you back to Brianne. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Wendy. Yeah. Fun talking to you. Hey, real quick before you go, make sure wherever you're listening that you are subscribed to the show. If you are listening over on Apple iTunes, all you have to do is tap in the top right-hand corner on the plus sign. This is going to allow you to follow the show and get notified every single time an episode airs. And if you have been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, please share it with them. Spread the love. I would be so grateful. Did you know that we have a Facebook community, The Passive Income Nurse? has a community over on Facebook. So make sure you scroll down in the show notes, click the link and join us over there. Or if Instagram is your thing and that's where you like to hang out, we can hang out over there too. You can find me at the Passive Income Nurse. Say hello, shoot me a DM. I would love to be able to connect with you over there as well. I'm so grateful for you guys. Be proud.
proud of yourself for showing up, for investing in yourself, for taking action and pursuing the thing that God has placed on your heart.